Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code RESTful15. So head to b o l l n branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Back in 1955, the body of 42-year-old Winifred Adams was found in her Indiana apartment. She was attacked and strangled with a pair of nylon socks, but despite this evidence, crime scene investigators insisted that she had taken her own life. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. On October 26, 1955, 44-year-old Kenneth Adams had just returned home from his job at the Chrysler plant in Indianapolis, Indiana. He'd worked here for a number of years as a millwright to help support his small family, consisting of just himself and his wife. Kenneth and his wife, Winifred, shared a one-bedroom apartment on North Park Avenue. The two had only been married for about five months, but they were deeply in love and made the best of their small accommodations. As Kenneth returned home from work that evening, he found that their apartment door was left open slightly. The couple normally kept the door locked at all hours of the day, but that certainly wasn't the case this time. It became clear immediately that a crime had taken place. Kenneth worriedly rushed into his house, calling out his wife's name. As he searched the small apartment, he quickly came across the body of his wife, lying on the floor of their bedroom in a disturbing crime scene that will likely haunt him for the rest of his days. As he entered the bedroom, he found Winifred on the floor with a pair of socks tied tightly around her neck. As you can imagine, Kenneth called detectives immediately, and police were at his door in a matter of minutes. When crime scene detectives arrived at the scene, they began combing the area for any evidence. They noted that Winifred was found lying face down on the floor. She was wearing a blue checkered dress but was not wearing any shoes. To top this off, they found out that she wasn't wearing a bra either, but nobody knows why. Keep in mind, this was 1955, so no one would dare to get dressed without wearing all the proper undergarments. Now, I do say that partially as a joke, but in all seriousness, Winifred wasn't the type of person who would have gotten dressed this way. Winifred's glasses and watch were found a short distance away from the crime scene, also lying on the floor. When police and crime scene investigators took a closer look at Winifred's body, they found that the socks had been tied so tightly around her neck that they couldn't even be removed. They had to use a pair of clippers to even get them off of her. When Winifred's body was removed from the crime scene, she was immediately sent to the coroner's office so that a full forensic analysis could be performed. When the results came back, police were confused by what they had found. As you can expect, Winifred's cause of death was determined to have been asphyxiation due to the socks tied around her neck. But on top of this, they also found that she had been struck just above her eye, 
She'd been given a bloody nose and she had several cuts on her lower lip. What was most bizarre and unexplainable by investigators was that her upper lip was covered in bite marks. She also had a bruised jaw, shoulder, and chest, so whatever had happened to Winifred, it had been done with severe aggression. The investigators were able to determine that she had lost her life between 11 p.m. and 12 a.m. the previous evening. The couple's three-bedroom apartment was found in almost perfect order. In the living room, the TV was on and was turned to a local news station. Winifred's purse was found undisturbed in the bedroom, and the bed was neatly made. However, crime scene investigators did discover a small amount of fresh blood on the edge of the comforter. There were no signs of forced entry, and according to the evidence they'd gathered, nothing was missing from the scene of the crime. Even though this was quite a strange criminal investigation, police were able to quickly put together a timeline that may help to better explain what had taken place in the moments leading up to the crime. On Tuesday morning, Winifred went to work at the Beaver Ridge Paper Company, where she was employed as a secretary. After her shift ended that evening, Winifred and a female coworker were picked up by Kenneth. He dropped the female coworker off at a bus stop and the couple headed to get dinner at the Mandarin Inn. After eating, the couple headed back home to their apartment where Kenneth watched TV for a while and Winifred went to chat with one of the neighbors downstairs. Kenneth reportedly left home headed for work at 9.45 p.m. He made a stop along the way for a cup of coffee at a local truck stop, and he made it to the Chrysler plant about an hour later at 11 p.m., but he was 30 minutes early for his shift. When police took witness testimonies from those who had seen Kenneth that evening, they reported that he was his usual self and nothing seemed to be out of the ordinary as far as his demeanor. His shift ended several hours later at 7.30 a.m., and that's when he left work and headed home, discovering the disturbing crime scene. Kenneth would speak to detectives and explain that he and his wife were perfectly happy. He didn't know of anyone who would want to hurt her, nor did he know of any enemies that she may have had. Police then decided to take witness statements from the residents of the apartment complex where the couple lived. They soon learned of a woman named Leona Hauser. She lived directly below Kenneth and Winifred. She told investigators that she was Winifred's closest friend and that nothing seemed unusual about the day of her demise. She explained to special agents that Winifred had come downstairs around 7 p.m. to borrow a hairdryer. Leona also said that she saw Kenneth leave for work just before 10 p.m., as he had claimed, and that nothing seemed unusual. While Leona couldn't think of any criminal suspects who may have been involved in this disturbing crime, she did explain that she was awake until long after midnight that evening. She added that the walls of the apartment complex were paper thin, so if there had been any sort of a struggle that evening, she would have certainly known about it. In fact, she told investigators that she could hear the quiet hum of Winifred's TV playing all throughout the evening. Yet she didn't hear anything that would indicate that Winifred had been in distress. Detectives tested this theory by sending two policemen up to the Adams apartment while another investigator stayed in Leona's apartment below to listen for the sounds. According to the officer below, despite the upstairs officer's attempts to be quiet, he could hear every single footstep above. The sound traveled so well, in fact, that the officer below was able to tell when the Adams television set was on or off, despite being at a low volume. Police soon found out that Winifred had been married several times before settling down with Kenneth. In fact, Kenneth was her fourth husband. Winifred had been born in England and married her first husband there. 
The two didn't stay married for too long and divorced quite quickly. She then met her second husband, an American soldier who had been stationed in England. The two moved to the United States together, but also divorced soon after. She then married her third husband, James Lindsay, in 1950. They would divorce two years later, with James claiming that Winifred's constant complaining and cleaning drove him out of the house. James was tracked down by criminal investigators and taken in for questioning. He explained that he had no idea about the crime that had taken place against Winifred, but he didn't seem to have any harsh feelings towards her. After all this was taken into account, police questioned both James and Kenneth several times, confirmed both of their alibis, and determined that neither of the men had been responsible for the crimes against Winifred. Despite the fact that foul play was quite obviously involved in this strange criminal case, police were forced to determine that Winifred had, in all reality, likely taken her own life. This was after conducting the sound test mentioned a moment ago. Police concluded that if anything nefarious had taken place that evening, then Leona, the neighbor, would have heard it. She never reported hearing anyone enter the apartment nor leave the apartment aside from Kenneth going to work. Thus, investigators were at a loss as to what could have happened. After reaching this conclusion in their investigation, detectives stopped investigating Winifred's case any further. The case officially remains unsolved, and it seems incredibly unlikely that the case will ever reach a conclusion. But that's the video for today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to hit that like button. If you loved it, maybe consider sharing, subscribing, or clicking that blue join button below to really show your support for the channel. But my name is Ty Knotts. You guys have been lovely, and I'll catch you in the next video.